0: Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Garage Monologues with me, your host, Jay Swanson. And sometimes, not only your host, but the only person on the entire podcast, because as it's in the name, it's a monologue half the time and with a guest the other half of the time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're hearing this, it means you're on the public feed, which means you're about five or six months behind the members only feed over on Patreon. So if you'd like to get these podcasts right as they drop and support both this show and my channel and everything else that we're working on over here, then head on over to patreon.com slash jswanson and there will be a link with some explainers in your welcome message to get into the members only feed, as well as you can just scroll back in time and watch the video versions just on the Patreon feed. It's pretty great. Thank you for listening either way i hope you enjoy this episode and now without further ado let's get on with the show this is going to be the you're the last guest of season Two of
1: my Garage Monologues podcast. This is the official start, right? We're going. We are officially started. Okay, because I didn't have the mic by my mouth. Before, I can't believe so. hey, that. That's actually
0: how I usually do these podcasts. Is I leave the microphone as far from it as possible to get as much background noise as possible. <laughs> yeah. just, Your voice sounds really small. Yeah, exactly, and in the it's insane noise. Like uh, people love it, dude. They they they, they come for this stuff. That um, sounded yeah. dirty. I didn't mean it. That way. they come to the show for this stuff. Oh my god. Um. All right. So now that we've already crossed the uh, the line early on. Um. For those of you that don't know, this is my buddy Nate, uh, you, who goes by Nathaniel Drew on the internet. Yeah. That's how you're still in my phone. Uh, Nathaniel Drew? Well, yeah, because when I first met you, I didn't know you went by anything other than Nathaniel Drew. Yeah. This is a, this is actually a regular
1: conversation we come back to. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to get into it. We don't have to. I n- I've never told anyone to call me Nate.
0: What do you tell people? You tell you yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Nathan is you one you do, ca-
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. You uh, can, can call, we call me. You, well, we called you Nate Dog for a people long time. People call me what they want to call me. That's the thing. You say that, and then not a big fan of the Nate. I mean, if I, if you're asking me what my input is, <laughs> I have input. But I stopped. I honestly stopped fighting that fight a long time ago. It's, um, I, it's funny because
0: it, uh, it was Nathaniel was in my head at first, and they're like, oh, we got to. And I don't know. That conversation yeah. went.
1: And then it was like, I don't know where we started calling you Nate. Yeah, Nathaniel feels a, a very formal. In real Why did you life. choose that
0: as your YouTuber? I think
1: it sounds great. I mean, Nathaniel, it does sound nice, too, Nathaniel sounds, no, sounds great. Rolls off very well. It is my birth name. Nathaniel is my birth name. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, I don't know. oh, I guess also to differentiate. I grew up being known as Nathan mm. and uh Nathaniel was a way to to distinguish my like childhood self, I guess, um and and be this like more professional entity, if you will. A refined
0: version of yourself. Yeah so it's good yeah it's interesting because uh, i think that's a thing that have you ever publicly talked about that like on your channel or is there anywhere that no. your audience would know that you're not you don't go by nathaniel um no i don't think so because even on patreon when that you because i originally met uh nathan through patreon that <laughs> you're trying so hard <laughs> i have to try i can reteach myself um I think part of the Nate thing though is the it is funny because it is in there a little bit as a little bit of a jab. Just it's whatever, like you just can to do whatever you want. A little bit, but like, yeah, you know, you're just you're like you're like a little brother I never had. Aww. And I'm here to I'm <laughs> having fun, having Damn. fun with your name. Uh, it's not fair to you though. Um, so you reached out, you became a patron of mine to reach out uh, before you moved here. Yeah, that's how I originally met you, uh, and it was Nathaniel. Uh, there as well so it's yeah. just that's where because i had never i don't think i'd ever seen you i didn't know who you were until i was like oh then i googled you right i was like oh okay this guy's a youtuber blah 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 right yeah and then i just knew you as nathaniel yeah and it's hard because it's kind of that thing where if you don't you know somebody doesn't know you in a way if they refer to you by your full name right like hey it's nathaniel drew
1: right exactly yeah
0: hey it's paul taylor
1: i think it's, hey, it's funny. jay swanson yeah, yeah whatever it's like cool the the yeah the swan man the Son of the swan.
0: Slippy slappy swimmy. Oh my god. <laughs> Swami. <laughs> so you're uh for those of you also who don't know at home, and I don't know if this is necessarily even public yet. This will just be go to my patrons Whoa. this week. Whoa. You're pregnant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you uh what's you're changing, you're making a big change in your career right now. Yeah. Huge change. Oh, so that's, is that the topic of this? That is kind of what I want to get into because it relates to a lot of what, I mean, I'm always going through and thinking about as well. Yeah. I look at what you're doing. I respect it. And I'm a little bit worried for you at
1: the same time. Why? Why worried? Well, tell people what's going on. No, I don't think there's anything to be worried about, honestly. Um, I I'm think- not
0: like super worried, but I guess there's, there's just some thoughts yeah. that I've
1: shared with you, but that we can, we can talk about a little bit here too. So this will be more public, like in five, six months mm-hmm. you said? Okay, great. Yeah. So, um- I'm just taking a big step back from my YouTube channel. This is a very common conversation amongst YouTubers, I think, in general. Huge. I mean, there's just... it's For the last few years, even. It's, I it's almost a fetish. I feel, like you know? since I, I feel like since I started, people have been quitting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like a, just fantasizing of quitting. I yeah. think it's because of the... There's just a lot of ways that this can be unhealthy. Yeah. It's also awesome. And that's what makes it very confusing. It's like so cool not to have a boss necessarily and whatnot. But there's but when you're your own boss, you know, it's really difficult to draw the lines on where to where to stop. Um what what is healthy, what isn't healthy. Um and then of course it's an absolute I I see it as being just drugged out of your mind, right? Like all of the validation, the dopamine oh, my God, people like me or care about me. Oh, my God, I'm making money doing this, right? And um, Excuse me. You know, I think, I mean, I'm really proud of the things that I've done, and it's, yeah. it's absolutely changed my life in so many incredible ways. We wouldn't know each other, honestly, if not, not yeah. for YouTube. So my friends, um, I live in this beautiful city. I've had all these really cool experiences. But um, <clears throat> it's just been this building feeling that wow, I, I don't necessarily feel the same exact joy that I used to doing this, Yeah, partially because now there's mid-roll sponsors in every video yeah. and it's all on a timeline and I feel like I'm kind of strip-mining my creativity. And I'm just, even though everything looks so amazing on paper and I do feel extremely privileged, it's like something's not aligning. So I want to make a big change and um, and to just conclude, I don't know how extensive I can be. Yeah, as, as much as you want, I mean, really. Um. To to, to give you
0: credit too. I used the I use. I really liked the way you said that like a week ago. You just said it now, but like you said, strip mining yourself for content. Yeah, I actually used that in my Patreon post for oh. the video I made about the church. Uh, just to give you full credit here, I gave credit to a friend in that post. So, was, but then like oh oh skunk, there, yeah, it there it is there it is. But I really like it. it's true. Like especially when you're um re- even remotely relational YouTuber, you you are the source of content. Yeah, and at some point that does start to feel like I'm just tearing parts of myself off to
1: yeah, make content. Totally. I think I'm a little bit tired of... I mean, there's no perfect job, but I'm a little bit tired of having to be interesting all the time. Um, I've missed misjudged. You know, you agree to sponsor deals, right? Yeah. Like, okay, we'll do a sponsorship once a month for the next three months, and you sign several of these things. And then, like, you're basically... Trying to predict what your headspace and your emotional capacity to do this is going to be far into the future, which is impossible. And um, yeah, I'm also a little bit tired of having to hunt down the stories. I, I kind of want to live life and and share things when I have things to share. It's always yeah. better that way. I've noticed that over the last few years as well. So I'm uh, I'm kind of winding things down, finishing some of the deals that I have in place, and attempting to be to get more comfortable being less productive, taking time to rest and reflect. There's a spiritual element to this as well that we can get into if if you're... Which is just that um, I think I don't like the internal feeling of chaos that I always have when I'm juggling Mm. 18 different projects. We've talked about this before. You know, I tried to like... Keep the fire going on YouTube while simultaneously trying to write a book and do all these projects outside because I'm trying to open new doors and yeah. develop a career elsewhere and doing it all at once in my twenties and um it it's weird I mean this is like uh this is very bizarre I think to say aloud but I, I think from the outside a lot of people see me as very successful but yeah. from the inside it doesn't feel that way and even just examining that it's like why why am I chasing like this right? why am I unable to appreciate the things that I've done and make more decisions purely on just the joy of creating or genuine curiosities um, so trying to find the balance again because there's always a balance yeah. right between okay I'm just doing this because I want to do this and I am trying to be realistic about how to make this sustainable and yeah. long term. You're, you land somewhere here and I, th- I went a little bit too far in the I'm going to monetize this and whatnot direction. So yeah, Wait, for, for a stretch there in <clears throat> particular, but I feel yeah. like now are you, <clears throat> so you're, you're transitioning now to doing a podcast. Yeah, I think this is going to be, first of all, it's a project that excites me. I mean, before I even really launch it, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to take time to mm-hmm. rest. So it's good. You're going to trash our conversation. So that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We did a trial run yeah. and it's just,
0: Right now, it's just a learning curve. Which is good. You got to learn. I think, and I think that's wise. I think that ours, it was a good conversation. It didn't feel like a good, there were parts of it that could have been good if you'd edited it, but it didn't feel like
1: a good, succinct, like podcast
0: episode in a way. Yeah, totally. You know?
1: Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to actually just take the rest of this year and and huge privilege again, but I'm just trying to be like, whoa, I'm going to pump the brakes. I think this is probably the best possible use of my time. I've said that to you. Yeah. Um, Because all this time resting and reflecting and thinking about what I care about, it ends up, I've done this before. I did this in 2018 before I went really hard with my channel. Mm. I was taking a break back then as well and just taking a lot of time to journal and think about, okay, how do I want to do this? What do I want to do? What's the impact that I want to have? And that led to the channel blowing up. And I, I yeah. really think all that time spent focusing really helped me. Yeah. Um, and I think about this year, a lot of energy went into projects that were just rushed or done while I was doing so many other things Mm. and I wasn't super happy with how it came out. Yeah. And it makes me think like, boy, if I could avoid some of that, it makes the energy that I do put into projects so much more effective. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, so trying to slow down and then at some point early next year, probably late January or something like that. We'll see. um, Yeah. I want to launch the podcast. I think this will be cool because it's a format that allows for longer form conversations exploring topics more deeply also there's something awesome about a conversation you can bounce back and forth yeah um and
0: and you can at- explore a little bit more like i think for me like i definitely i resonate especially with what you're talking about as far as like the wanting to pump the brakes and take time to focus which is what i've been like trying to do but like half-heartedly where mm-hmm. i'm still trying to keep one hand on the, the steering wheel of what i was it's doing so hard man and then trying to grab the other one and be like okay i gotta i gotta really re rejig everything yeah. while not letting this die yeah and i think it's actually even been just the last few weeks i've gone through a lot of like just stuff and obviously at this point my patrons have definitely seen the the video about leaving the church, something we talked about a lot on the podcast, no one will ever hear, uh, <laughs> that, like, there's a level of, um, there's just a lot of, like, I feel like for me personally, a lot of maturing happening, finally, and I'm late to the game on some of this. But isn't it isn't it funny how we're always, always kind of saying, always oh, I'm growing. finally getting it oh, now. Oh, finally, and yeah, and then in five years, I'll be like, I was an idiot. Um, but the, I think in that as well, like, I need to just learn to to let go of some of my own do you feel like I guess for me I know that this is the case do you f- feel like the productivity side of things is more self-imposed or externally imposed for
1: you um in what way like, like the why, need what to, drives
0: you to <clears throat> to be so unhealthily productive
1: yeah I mean I think I think um this is where the spiritual element to this comes in because uh we could do a lot of psychoanalyzing and blame society or blame I guess my parents, which I don't think that's what that is. I
0: I blame your rampant gambling addictions. Yeah, I I, I don't,
1: I I don't put any blame, honestly, on, I had a great upbringing, Mm. great family support. Um, I think it's, it's, um, I feel like, well, okay, this is going to sound weird, but it it could be karmic. You know, I could have come into this life with this lesson to learn, you know, I don't know what it is, but I think what matters more than diagnosing is i'm aware of it i'm paying attention to it and i know there's something i can do about it i'm basically like i was saying like just before this conversation really attempting to get more comfortable with the the feeling of being less productive and less turned on and exploring that feeling like oh my god i'm missing an opportunity or so much time is going by i believe in the adaptability of humans like we're really good at this and i think maybe i over adapted to a system that that rewarded me handsomely right i made a lot of more money than i should have honestly i feel like doing that i feel so blessed um but but i got a little too good at it and i kind of sacrificed other elements um of my life that are important so anyway i'm now trying to readapt a little bit and i think that maybe it's just my personality you know i like Mm. to just squeeze the juice out of anything that i do so this is how I go about it. But the funny thing about slowing down and reflecting on life and reorienting is that, you know, I'm I'm focusing on it, but it's not the kind of thing that you can go super hard on like anything else. It's yeah. more like a, you have to just be quiet and let the answers come to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. so and I know that if I get good at this, it's going to have a tremendous impact on my ability to have an impact, I think, in the long term, because yeah. I believe that in the world that we live in today, it's a superpower to be patient and to play the long game and whatnot. People don't do that. People are doing like the TikTok stuff all yep. the time now. And I, and that's great if it works for you, but you have to just like fight your way to the top of that. And I don't want to go in that direction if that makes well, sense. Well, and it's a fight that never stops because
0: once you're at the top, you have to fight to stay there. And yeah, then it's exactly. out of your control. Exactly. Whether or not you do. Like yeah. The content grind is that's that was one of the concerns that I voiced for you, which was that like the getting off of the video content grind and then going to the audio podcasting is much easier, much simpler. Plug but, in a couple mics and turn on a camera, yeah. and you're good. But it still just was like, wait, am I recording this? It's still all I here, <laughs> just randomly at least once per episode. You're are like, you? Oh yeah, yeah. you are. Um, but then. Yeah, everything's plugged in. Everything's. I can see our audio levels. Good, good.
1: nice audio levels. The
0: the stress of creation, and I think that. But that's the thing where it's like you're talking about like fantasizing quitting or whatever before. It is funny how I think no matter what job you find yourself in, no matter what you're doing in life, at some point you're gonna look at somebody else and you'll be like, "That looks really nice." Yeah, like you're gonna be like that guy collecting garbage. He's got a great goal for today. Like he's got to clear this street and he's done. And it's like, yeah, that sounds really refreshing. And like that's always gonna happen. But I think that the I think like content creation is like the peak version of where our society has gotten to, where it's like everything that we make, no matter how much of your heart and your soul you put into it, the hopefully you have an impact on people's lives, like you you're able to touch people's hearts. Um, but I think a lot of and that that is, it, you're, it's impossible to actually measure what that looks like, and so that that is a, that is a good thing. Yeah. But I think a lot of us get into. Like, what's the next thing or whatever? Yeah. And you get into filmmaking, or like, I, you know, I I like, I want to go back to writing because there's something that feels permanent about it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I made a film, I made a piece of art, I made whatever. And the content creation thing is the opposite of that, where it's like you're just throwing it into a machine that's going to use it for some, for a moment to get a dopamine rush and some feedback and whatever else. And then it's going to go to the next thing. And your thing existed for a moment and then it's gone. And that's not how it has to be. YouTube still has all of our libraries. People can still go back and watch whatever. But generally speaking, the way people use it, the way the system is geared is like TikTok is the next level of that. It's just like swipe, 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 swipe. You're just not even paying attention to what you're watching. Um, And I feel like that can be really discouraging if you're making that stuff. If you're making that, if you're just doing silly dances, maybe you're happy to get the view count and move on. Maybe you just want to move yeah. on. But if you're taking the time to really put yourself into something, which you really put a lot of time into what you made, I do. I can imagine that that's also pretty disheartening sometimes to be like, and it's gone. Yeah, like it was there for a moment and now it's vanished.
1: Totally. I mean, it's wildly uncomfortable to work on something over a much longer time frame and. The, it's almost like it it raises the stakes yeah but I will say that I found I get a lot of joy out of doing out of working on things that are really curated and, and yeah. I pour my soul into so I think I want to lean more in that direction actually and um, Which is great yeah and and I think that uh, thinking about how to go about this I mean the the thinking I I, I think it's a really fair warning to to what you said about, okay, the podcast could be exactly what the YouTube channel was. So I'm not, I'm not, trying, I'm not fooling myself by saying, oh, I've got, I've got all the answers here. No, no, I, I don't think you, you are. It's a different format, so that's fun. I cool. like changing it up. I do like that the, the pressure's not entirely on me. It, it'll be cool to have conversations with people. It is a bit of a simpler format, though, so I think I, I, I get a little bit lost in all of the details of the visuals and the transitions mm-hmm. and whatnot, so simplifying that will help me a lot. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to also take this time right now so that I can be more attentive to be like, well, is this working or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I should... and maybe with the podcast i'll do seasons and i'll disappear for a couple months at a time and yeah. refuel and do other things
0: and nice i thing about a podcast though too is if you, you hit a week where you book 10 guests yeah you could actually just record everything you need for a whole season there are there are podcasts that do that they'll record an entire season yeah. in like a week yeah. and then it comes out over six months or a year and they're just good you know yeah it's possible to do that yeah totally so we'll see um Especially the conversations you're going to be having with people, I imagine, are generally going to be pretty timeless. Yeah. You're not doing, like, current events or anything. No, I'm not. So you're going to be it able to... It could be
1: s- tied to some of that,
0: but... It could be. I think also, you know... You remember that visit Macron made to Washington, D.C. last week?
1: <laughs> right. Six months later, yeah. yeah. Well, we're not... Yeah, I'm not really doing that. But, um, but I think also... I'm just having a much more so it's gonna be on the no backup plan channel yeah and right now I have a much more positive association with that I think it's because the numbers got so big and so bloated on the other channel Mm. um, that it feels energetically different I'm like just trying to maintain yeah what I had before and on no backup plan it's like I can do whatever I want and it doesn't matter if it flops or if it smashes you know so that's also helpful, and it's like a psychological trick in my mind. It's almost like, I don't know, when something gets too big, it's yeah. it, it. Or I feel like I'm having to maintain it versus that kind of free feeling of whatever we'll do, whatever you know, yeah. and 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 see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm talking to uh, one of my patrons, Matt, is a uh, branding. Uh, guy. I don't know. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to branding. Shout out to Florida. <laughs> is he in Florida? Well, he's in Florida. He's from Boston originally, but, um, shout out to Boston. He too. made a good point that actually is it's in that craving, like talking about like fantasizing about other things. Like I miss working with my hands. I miss drawing. I miss like building things. And he made a comment about how like for him, when he gets into a, a, a place where like he's losing the joy in the work of what he's doing, it can be really helpful to go do something like that. Like work with your hands for him. It's walking around yeah. street photography. Yeah. It's just for him. Nobody else has to see it. It's just like, he, it's a passion of his. And it was, I mean, for me, part of that's building the space for it. Part of that's the phase I'm in right now. I don't really have the extra time, but just even taking the time to like draw or to, to yeah. find something that's just for you. But let
1: me, I mean, I just want to mention this. You say you don't have the extra time, but I can make time. Exactly.
0: I could absolutely make time. I think that, but right now it's kind of I'm in a phase of choosing to invest in that for the future. In the sense that I'm doing a good job of resting when I can. Now I, I went to a little bit of a, a another like hardcore phase. I'm like, oh, oh, and so like this weekend I like I totally unplugged, um, which That's is good. good. But when I'm unplugging in that way, like I found that like what I really needed was just to like chill. I read, which was really good. That's and, good. But I would like to, I do want to build space for writing and then for some like manual stuff that can just be for me. But, um, when I say that right now, I'm in, I'm like training new staff and I'm like, there's all like, there's just a little bit of an extra workload that will in the future make my life easier. As long as I intentionally use that to carve out the time to make it easier, which is good because as if you've met, you know, Kate and as Kate was my last guest on here, she and Emily both, uh like t- teamed up on, they text me to make sure that I'm not, you know, working when I'm not supposed to be working. Good. So So I have, I have good support in place for that. All that to say, um, it's inter- I guess, do you feel like the, Maybe you're getting that feeling from the podcasting right now because it's new for you, and so there's the joy of exploring it, of testing, of trying new things. Yeah. Is there, like, a creative pursuit that you have that you just keep for yourself and you don't share with anybody? Yeah, so... I know you paint.
1: I don't know if you're painting any time Well, I was actually going to say that. I, I want to be exploring painting now a lot more, and I've never monetized that ever and have no intentions to, but I really do just enjoy doing that. Yeah. So that... Um, I'd like to start salsa classes again. Yeah, I actually really enjoy pottery, so I need to look into that a little bit as well. But I got pretty good. I, I worked. I went to like an arts camp actually yeah? as a kid, um, <laughs> and like actually building it with a potter's wheel and everything. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I did that like hundreds of times. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't think I've completely lost my skill in that. It's yeah, been a I'm while. Sure you can get it back. Yeah, but uh, I, it is insanely therapeutic working with your hands. Yeah. So, I'm exploring that little by little. I mean, it's just, I'm like trying to take things one step at a time before launching myself into 800 new activities. Yeah. Um, Because I'm trying to rebuild the habit of meditating, actually. Oh, good. I want to get to the point where I'm doing like an hour of meditation a day. Just make you like, yeah, I've been fighting that blanket now. The Scottish blanket's coming for you. What What does it have against me, do you think? Yeah, I, I, just kept I kind of in face. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I want to build up the habit of doing like an hour of meditation a day um
0: what's the end goal for you at this point <clears throat> like where are you I don't know that you have to be if you, I mean I don't know if you're in a place if this is the right question asked necessarily but like in five
1: five years from now dude I'm not thinking five years out um okay. I I mean I'll say that Vaguely, way into the future. It would be so cool to be writing books mm-hmm. and um, and and making films and whatnot, you know? But um, I can't, I, I'm not, I, I want to continue working on the book that I've got right now, but I just, I'm done making timelines for it because it's yeah. such a big project. And then as for making films, that's like, I know for sure I don't have the emotional maturity to do it right now. Mm-hmm. So it's something to revisit as I get more mature. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but for right now, the the goal is just like... Why don't you think you have the emotional maturity to make films? Um, I think the... I've worked on set a lot. Yep. And um, navigate handling that many people and navigating that kind of dynamic is something that I didn't enjoy already on lower levels of the hierarchy as a PA yeah. or somebody in one of the departments. Right. So I'd want to do it as a director, but I, I I think I'm paying close attention to the idea sounds good. Is it actually something I really want to do? Yeah. I'm not sure because I get overwhelmed with that many people and those kinds of dynamics. And I would need to have a Woody Allen kind of level of control where I'm probably writing and directing Mm -hmm. like and and not having like a big budget studio put their hands into everything Um, and I don't know if that's possible you know what I mean so that's why I'm saying I need to I need to have the network I need to have the patience to work on this for several Mm -hmm. years I need to have the emotional maturity to overcome the inevitable obstacles and I think about myself right now like honestly I don't think I'm there yet you know so it's fair um, yeah um so yeah, that's, I don't know if that answers that question. It does, question. yeah, but that's
0: a good that's a good answer. I think that it's insightful. I think for me, like I asked that question, like for me right now, what I want I to want You want to make a film? I've always wanted to, yeah. But like a documentary or? No, like the, the fantasy and sci-fi stuff that I have oh, in my wow. head, I've always thought about making into films. Yeah. And that is also like, yeesh, that's probably not possible. So for me, that's actually kind of what led me towards writing originally. Yeah. And I was like, I got to start working on these stories. Like I got to make them into something. They can't just live up here. Yeah. I might as well develop my skill as a writer and put them down. And I'm glad I did because they were terrible to start. And then the more recent ones are, are good, but like need, need more work. And it's that thing where for me, that's actually the cool, the cool thing about I similarly, like, well, for one, I don't, I don't know that I'd want to make movies partially. I mean, I do. So I still think that they could make good movies or good series, but like you said, they would need to be made with the right people and I wouldn't want to do it like, The way that so much soulless stuff is like movies are being treated like content now. Yeah, like they're not they're not being. Have you seen
1: Quentin Tarantino talk about this? I I have. Yeah, and and Scorsese and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: I I also think that they're a little bit stodgy. But like, I think that they've also they're not wrong. They're not wrong. And I think that, but I think it's a problem that everyone's having right now, where it's like, like you want to write books, but it's like, yeah, but there's no money in publishing, and nobody reads books anymore. Um, There's like this sense of like, is that true? Oh my gosh. There's so little money in publishing, and the only books that get read.
1: People, people do
0: read. Some people read some books, but like when you look at,
1: I feel like books have had a a bit of a rebound. Uh, You know, uh, I guess I'd have to look at the stats. Fifteen years ago, people were like, nobody's gonna ever. Buy physical books again, and I see bookstores crushing well, it. That was the
0: ebook. It. That was the ebook. Like, yeah. So when like ebooks came on the scene, especially do you count audiobooks in
1: this as well? Because I, sure, I just audiobooks audiobooks, through yeah. audiobooks. Yeah, and so,
0: some I don't listen to audiobooks for, but like I know okay. a lot of people do. Like for me, it takes too much concentration to fully yeah.
1: enjoy. Like I'd rather be able to read it, but Cause I feel like I, I've probably been through. I wanted to do one a week. I didn't do it this year, but it's a lot, yeah, like twenty to twenty-five this year, you know. So yeah, it's good. I, I feel, and I have a lot of friends you know, that listen to I a lot read. of audiobooks as well. So right, so and pe-
0: but people do read, but I think my point is kind of like it goes back to this content thing where there are still occasionally books that really break through, but I mean, when you look at the publishing numbers, especially ones that leaked in this last year, like the vast vast majority of books don't even sell five hundred copies, right? Mm. So like books books are good and wonderful, but like. For me it's a thing it's a passion project not one that when i was when i was publishing when i started writing i i decided i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna publish a book every year for 10 years and in that process i'm gonna master all the skills that are involved with it and i think i think i i don't know if i mastered any of those skills but i certainly became proficient at the whole process of uh writing through all the way to to publication Definitely, used to work on marketing. I'm not a good marketer, but I definitely got. Yeah, you move on
1: to the next project so quickly. I move.
0: I just leave things to die. Why? Because there's too much to do. I don't know. So that's a that's some what. So that is a weak sauce. I'm not saying it's a good answer. I'm just saying, like in my mind, I'm like, I want to move on. Um, I also am not a good self promoter. Like I'm not. Yeah, but dude, I mean,
1: I feel like okay, we could talk more about this. something that needs to be worked on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. With that, though, I was like, okay, I want to... But the problem was that I was putting all the pressure of, like, I wanted to spend all my time writing. So I was putting all this pressure on it, like, it needs to make enough money to live off of. For one, there's rarely that much money in writing. Like, I know a lot of professional writers now, and the only ones that make a full-time living either were independently wealthy before they started writing or happened to be one of the very few people that got a massive book deal. The majority of everyone else, like, they either uh, still work and, or, you know, or are just barely, barely, barely making it. And I saw that as I was going, cause I was working like the, mo- the best money job I could find kind of a thing, especially when I got back to the States and trying to, and putting all that money into my, um, to my projects, which I did market really heavily. I thought like the into the Nanton project I did, but anyways, I got, I got through that and I was like, okay, I can't keep expecting this to make money because it's not going to. And about the same time that I was kind of like learning that I could just set this down and not hold the arbitrary goal of like 10 books over myself, YouTube was starting to go somewhere and the creative headspace to make, especially vlogging every day, like to think through a story structure every day, I couldn't write and do that at the same time. And so I, I just chose, I was like, okay, well, YouTube is actually paying my bills now. I'm going to set the writing down for now and come back to it later. So for me, like the fantasy in a way is actually like I figuring out, okay, I'm not I don't want to ever have to rely on my writing to make money because if it ever does, that'll be a wonderful miracle. Instead, I would like to build something stable, get it get to a place with this, whether it's through content creation or whatever else, where I have a stable income and a regular a regular enough schedule that I can set aside a time set time aside to write. Yeah. And then spend five to ten years Writing books, going back, and, and yeah. never show anybody. <clears throat> like, can, can can we? Can I ask you a few questions about the... Feel free. You got to nine, right? Nine of the ten books? I've published nine. I've written like 11 or 12. So, shout out to Agnor's box. Jeff, if he's listening, he's going to hate me for bringing that up. Wait, what? One of the books. There's only like a handful of people that have read, and uh, Jeff, one of my best friends from college... It's his favorite that he's ever read, and he's just like, where is this? Like, can you not edit that and get it out? That's funny. Like, yeah.
1: So, so, but I'm curious. Do you feel that the quality of the books could have been higher had you taken more time just to write? So doesn't that bother you, knowing that the quality could have been better? No, Maybe it would have been
0: better to write just four,
1: right? Sure. And No,
0: because what I, I set out to, like, in my mind, like, it was getting the repetitions in more than it was making a quality end product. This is a problem. My sister and I talked about this on her episode. There's, I also, I I really struggled. You, you've you kind of hit on it, but like I really struggled as a kid and even in my young adulthood of like really taking the time to home in on like a finished product. Like I would get it close enough to done and
1: be like, somebody praise me for this, please. I'm running off to the next thing. Right, and but the thing is like, I'm wondering if the repetitions... At a certain point, I guess we have had this conversation before. If the repetitions at a certain point aren't yielding as much growth and improvement, yeah, because it's it's the well worn path you've already gone on, and that's where I got to.
0: So that's where I got to, and I saw in a few of the books like I didn't really know how to fix them exactly, or like I've unpublished all of them because I knew that they they're not good enough. You've unpublished all of them. All
1: of them except the one, uh, Sea of the Unknown, which is, like, about how I got to Paris. So, see, this is the interesting thing. It's kind of like, okay, you were shooting for ten books. Yeah. You published nine. Yeah. Um, And now you're down to one. Yep. It could have been actually, like, four or five if you kind of... Yeah. Maybe,
0: but, like, well, there are a couple of them that could still be... I just find that interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that that's the thing. Is like, for me, the... I... No longer... I used to... I would have bothered me more in the past, maybe. The idea that I wouldn't end up leaving them out in the world. But it doesn't bother me anymore because... I see it as a big and unified project and I look at like I would have I I don't know that I would have made especially with writing, I don't know that I would have made it to quality without quantity to start because Hmm. I feel like with writing you have to make a lot of mistakes. And I went through editing with all with all of them, right? Like or critiques of various kinds. So Hmm. I always was learning from it. I became a really good self-editor. Like I I really did grow in my skill set. I think that what it came down to in the end was that it didn't I didn't have what I wanted to give to it anymore. As far as concentration and energy, and mm. I needed to take a break from it. Um, but do you think
1: you'll approach writing a book differently this time? Have you learned your s- lesson? So,
0: yes, I will do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I will. I will. Because I was much more of you know the difference between um, like planning and pantsing. Have you heard that? No. So, planning is when you like do the traditional like sit down outline, like figure out where you're going, like kind of do a lot of like little work before you actually start writing the book. And pantsing is you just sit down, start writing, and see where you go. And there are two schools of thought on that. Pantsing? Like, how do you spell that? Like pants, like by the seat of your pants. So oh. you're doing it just by the seat of your pants. So you're pantsing it. Um, so like I used to be much more of a pantser, right? I'd have an idea where I was going. and have like an ending in mind, but I would still kind of find my way there. And now I'm much more, I've realized like, no, that was, I definitely see the value in and definitely will be doing a lot more planning. Um, and I have learned a lot. But also
1: polishing, right? You need to yeah. work at something.
0: You do, but the, the, the polishing gets easier if the planning is better.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is a big part of it. The polishing side, for sure. and that. But that's also why I'm saying I'm going to take five, ten years, write, rewrite, work on these books without ever releasing
1: them, showing
0: them only to a handful of people yeah. for critique. And Does it scare you to
1: have the goal of just one book, for example, for the next ten years? Oh, it won't be just one book. Well, why are you saying that already? Because I'm not gonna I have too many books to write. this, this
0: is the other thing is like the, the story that I have in my head is one that's gonna span something close to fifty books. What? So if I'm gonna get that out of my head, what? that's what? part of it. I have to get I have a lot of work to do. Oh my God. a lot of work to do. Dude. So it's funny. I'm not here to write the great American novel. Like I'm here to tell a story. Like I have I have something okay. in mind that I wanna tell. And I wanna do it. And I
1: wanna do it to the best of my ability, but I'm also yeah. not gonna obsess over it and try to make it perfect because that doesn't exist. That's interesting. Yeah, we have we have very different approaches, and, and there's no right or wrong, right? <laughs> I think I torture myself, um, because I want, I want something to be great, yeah. before it's released, and I think that can be stifling as well. But, well, yeah, I think if you there's the
0: danger is like how do you define great and when you? I think for me the benefit the benefit of
1: publishing regularly was well, that- gr- well, okay, I, I will say that I don't think it's a failure. I think this is a really interesting topic, but to unpublish a book says to me, I don't know if it's it was you growing up or growing out of it, or if it felt like, okay, this is subpar quality work. What do you think it is? Both. For sure. Okay. The first few books that I wrote were definitely needed to be, so I
0: had a trilogy that I completed, which is like right here. So these are all right here. And yeah, I, I saw, I was eyeing them. I think we pulled these out for something else earlier, but this is the stack. Oh,
1: A books that I've written. Oh my God, into the Nanton.
0: So these these three books. This, this is the first trilogy that I wrote, and they're garbage. They need to be thrown away. They're just not. There's some concepts in them that I definitely want to keep. <laughs> they're just they're just not good. They're these, badly these written.
1: Three.
0: Yeah, and they're 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 like I have I have friends and fans that enjoyed
1: them. It's good. How I really appreciate people? that.
0: But like, Would
1: you, are you willing to share the numbers?
0: Um, I think the first one. This is so I got on a bit of the Kindle Wave. The first one got downloaded at least like forty thousand times. Wow! Not paid. A lot of it was free. Okay. Um, but like, it did the best on, and then it got worse and worse and worse over time. Okay. Uh. So forty thousand. So I think so. And then like maybe ten thousand, and maybe like three or four thousand. And then, then uh, what about these? Uh, in the thousands. I mean, the the Into the Nantin series was kickstarted. Uh, once successfully, so that was kind of cool. But anyways, like... What uh, what does that mean? Like, uh, Raised like 10, 13 grand, something like that. I cool. don't remember. But the thing is that it, it didn't come anywhere near covering the cost of making it because the illustrations alone cost 10 grand. Uh, and I basically spent all the money I made in the Kickstarter making rewards. And like, yeah, it was a bad... I was basically just looking to keep it alive and keep people excited more than anything. And that's the thing is like, I wanted it to be alive. I wanted it to be moving and actually existing more than I cared about actually making money off of it. And yeah. which is cool, but not great. Some so these, this isn't one. That is one. That's a, you can open that up. Oh, that's, this is an unpublished one. That is an unpublished one.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Has the, have your patrons seen this? No, no, that's that one's. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Well that one's that one's a history of magic from the perspective of one of the characters, a, a character in my world. Um, Whoa! From the perspective of somebody like close to the end of history. You like you kind of like make the letters some of the letters fancy. I did make some of the letters fancy. I like hand wrote that entire thing. Yeah. Uh, so and there's some drawings and stuff inside of it. Whatever else. That's one. That's one of the unpublished. So I've written a, a few that are unpublished. Holy cow. Um. But anyways, as you it's get funny closer to the,
1: the difference in size too. Like. Yes.
0: Yeah, some of them are smaller. Uh. Those are much shorter. Dark horse and uh, the the covers are also the the crappy like pre designed covers. Um, so Dark Horse, like, I know exactly how to fix that book. Wait, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Pre-designed? Right, so the artwork is in place and correct, but it's not designed the same way that the final version was oh. for publication. Okay. So, like, each of these is, like, the proof copy, right? Like, I got, like, my, my copy is always the proof copy. So, like, the design work you can right. see, like, on the side of this one wasn't finished yet. Yeah. Whatever. So, like, these are all kind of, like, my my proof copies, but like as time went on, like they get better, like into the Nansen was never edited because it was an online live, like blogging project, but it could definitely be edited and reworked off grade is as close to complete and, and finished perfect as it could be dark horse. I know exactly how to fix this book and make it better. Uh, Shuttles of the high Ridge, I also know how to fix that one. Um, like I know I've needed time and space and I need to study story a lot more. I've needed to really, I've had a lot to learn. And now I'm, I'm figuring out, oh, I know how I'd fix that, know how to fix that, know whatever. So that's kind of the, the, the break that I needed from it. And I needed to grow. Will you go learn. back and fix them? Yes. Or? So these ones I'll go back and fix for sure. Those ones I'm going to rewrite entirely if they exist at all. Like there's wow. some there's some important stuff in there, but whether or not I keep it, we'll find out.
1: And you want to write 50 more books.
0: Uh, well, forty more, I guess. Uh, technically, for, for, that, uh, for that series, they're all in the same universe.
1: This is all in the same universe. Yeah, it's all in the same universe.
0: So it's all, it's Holy all, cow! They're all linked in one way or another. That they happen across like the span of about two, about fifteen hundred years. Okay. How often do you
1: talk about this? Not often at all. See, this is what I mean, bro. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's interesting. I, like, even even you and I, and we hang out, you know, for a fair amount and, sure. and chat about life. This barely ever comes up, you know? You've yeah. mentioned it off off the cuff. Yeah, Your barely, memoir, you've barely mentioned. Yeah. That's the most recent one, right?
0: That is the most recent one. <clears throat> yeah, that's available. Which isn't in the stack for some reason. Got to find my copy
1: somewhere. Check it out on...
0: Amazon or wherever
1: else. There you go. <laughs> see, see, the see there, there you, you go.
0: go. The little plugs. <laughs> I do plug it a little bit here and there, like my YouTube channel. Um, this stuff though, there's no point in plugging it because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. People don't
1: have access to this nobody stuff.
0: can. Yeah. There's some, there's some sneaky ways you can get access to a couple things in here, but that you self
1: published everything. Yeah. It was all self published. How, how do you feel about that process?
0: Uh, great. I think self publishing is amazing. I think that, uh, there are reasons to do one or the other. Um, the only reasons there are there are good reasons to do both, but like I think that like I I love self publishing just because I love the whole process. I would like to go through traditional pub- publishing for the experience. There's a validation point that comes from traditional publishing you can't get from self publishing. Yeah, I know. It Doesn't matter. I could sell a million copies of these, and like until someone traditional picks it up, whether through a film rights deal or like a republishing or whatever, right? Um, nobody cares. But I'm not looking for validation from that. Yeah. So. Um, I'm good. And I think for me, like, I want to get to a place where like, we've talked about this. I had a whole podcast about this actually with Richard, my old podcast, building the Oracle. We were, we were premature and in jumping into it like that, but we were trying to capture that process of like, what does it look like to build out a, um, a publishing house entirely surrounding one body of work, which would be this body of work. Um, and I do want to get back to it. I've just had to, you know, you just, sometimes you just got to find your way back towards the dreams you have. Mm-hmm. And I am in a place now though we're starting next year. I really want to carve out a few hours minimum a week where I sit down. It'll be helpful. Cooper's another thing. He's taken a ton of my time. Like if you think about how much time raising Cooper's taken, he when especially when he was younger, he was a minimum four hours a day. You know, four to six hours a day every day, nonstop with this guy. So like, there's a couple things like that that I've decided to do instead. But now that he's getting chill, yeah, and I can just leave go him, Cooper. You can leave him to his own, um, to some degree at least. Then it's like, okay, like in the mornings, especially if I could do this in the mornings, although late at night is when my brain really turns on for this stuff. Yeah. Um, if I could just spend an hour every day writing, that to me right now is already like a dream. Like that makes me feel. Like Excited. Warm, googly feelings. Good. Because I've already written a million words, right? Like, I've already written, and I tried, to, I wanted to publish a million words, but I've written, I've <laughs> had to have written a million words. But why why
1: is the goal numerical? It's like,
0: again, at the first, at the beginning, it was because it's like the 10,000 hours. It's like, no, I want to get my reps in. And I believe with writing, I do believe in that, actually. But
1: 10,000 hours isn't just repetitions, right? It's, it's, right. it's deliberate, uncomfortable work there's plenty of that in writing right if you think i'm not saying that's not what you're doing that's not what i'm saying i'm not but 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 it could be you know it could be a million written words but i think a million published words means that your filter for allowing work out into the world is so thin because how do you even get to a million published words it's like a how many books is that that's a lot of books
0: well it depends if you're like these ones are all around 100 plus thousand words okay so. so you're probably fairly close but yeah, i'm pretty close but like
1: but you un- unpublished them you know so of course but I there's, think- there's no loss
0: there that's not i don't see that as a loss a failure or a step back like I, th- right. I honestly for me i think it takes okay i'll toot my own heart a little bit i think that it takes guts to say not good enough taking all that work down i put in 10 years of my life
1: trashing it starting over i hear you my my point is just that I don't disagree with that. Mm. My point is that you could say some of those things before it's even published. And yeah, but I had to learn give it that a better too. chance to survive once it's out in the world. Yeah, and
0: know? I I had to learn that, and that's why I have like three books that aren't published, right? Because they're not good enough, right? And because I didn't have the time to put that in. So I think for me, what I learned, what I had to learn through these experiences, yeah. um, and also because the project itself is super ambitious, like talking about emotional maturity. I mean, like, the reason that some of the trash in this original trilogy... Dude, don't refer to it as trash. Some right? of it's trash. Oh my God. Some of the trash. The books themselves aren't trash, necessarily. but um, <laughs> oh. No, but I mean, like, some of the stuff in here is, like, written from a really immature standpoint. I'm writing about things, topics that, like, I've only ever heard of, and and they're so cliche. Like, whether that's love or death or, right. like all these things that I've gone on to experience. And now I'm like, like, I can see there's good critique from people about, like... Eh, Uh, i don't know about this you know right so that's good and like but also because it is a project that spans something like 50 books um there that it's taken a long time for the real skeleton of that to finish forming in my head right and it'll take another decade or two for it to flesh out and so the cool thing is instead of sitting there and getting stuck in world building and like just kind of like doing circles forcing myself to complete stories. And you know this from video production, but there's a huge difference in like pre-planning and like write like whatever finishing a video from start to end is a completely different experience than just like writing a script and mm-hmm. then focusing reworking that script to death, right? And if you were to just draft a book and then rework that draft forever, you would stop learning pretty early on because like there comes a point where there's no more work you can do on that, you have to start something new. The best work in marketing, but also I think for any writer, the best thing you can do for your past books in marketing is to write a new book. And I think the best thing you can do for your writing career and your ability as a writer is also to write the next book. I think you could write a book and trash it every year. And by the time you got to your 10th one, You'd be as long as you're actually like putting in the work to write and complete those books. You're going to learn so much from that process, so much more than you are from focusing on perfecting one book forever.
1: Yeah, I think. Look, I mean, this is a nuanced topic, and everybody's going to have the perfect balance. I again don't disagree with what you're saying here. I don't know that I found any perfect balance. Yeah. Well, I will say for me, <clears throat> that was true. Yeah, I needed to finish a lot of videos, but yeah. then came a time where. I did as you did with the books. I yep. stopped for a while, really reflected and was like, mm, "Actually, I think continuing to do that is not going to get me anywhere." Yep. So, it got me up to a certain point. It got I did improve a lot. But then it felt like it plateaued and the way to get better again was to was to like come in with a higher quality standard and be like, totally. "I am demanding better of myself," yep. you know? So, I agree with that too. And that's where I'm at now. Right. But that's why
0: I look at this pile of work and don't don't think of it as a waste. Yeah. And don't think of it. It doesn't frustrate me or anything. Yeah. I see it as serving its purpose. Right. And now I'm on the same page. Now it's like, okay, let's yeah. come in higher standard of quality, really take my time. Totally. And make what needs to be made. Which
1: was the best of the bunch?
0: Uh, but, 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 I mean, the, the most recent is off grid. That's definitely the, the, this one here, the dustiest one there. Yikes. Um, it's, <laughs> that one is the newest and probably the highest quality. What, what year did it go out? that in 2020? Oh. Oh. I think. Oh, this continued into pandemic. Uh yeah, I think we kickstarted it in 2019-2020. This the the kickstarter for this book is what drove me to change my French business status. Wow. Because the, in the old business status I had, you couldn't, uh, there was no such thing as a deductible. So they just saw everything you took in as revenue, even though I made like no money off of this. Wow. Maybe like one or 2,000 bucks <laughs> <laughs> out of the like 10, 13 that we raised. Damn. I don't remember. So, yeah. Wow. That was really fun. But- Lessons learned. Yeah. I think that the, the business of publishing is something that I was really bad at for a long
1: time too. And now, why? Like in, in what way?
0: Well, just because I'm, I was, I've always been pretty bad at business and at money <laughs> and, and the numbers and everything. And I've had to learn the hard way. And publishing is such a low margin. Like the the cost of actually producing the books, unless you're doing it at volume, is so expensive. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to make money at it. It's hard yeah. to make money at it. Publishing is hard. It's really hard. I think it's not a good idea to write
1: if you're if you're going into it for money. You,
0: no. You the only I feel like if you if you've already gotten yourself to a place where you're famous and they're going to give you a a good a decent like a a really good advance up front um
1: I still don't think that's a good enough reason.
0: No, you sh- I don't think you should do it for the money, but I'm saying if 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 you need the money, yeah, you yeah, you shouldn't do it because it's not going <laughs> to yeah. be there. Yeah, it's not going to be there. <laughs> a real bad idea. But are you with the book that you're working on? Is it something that that because we talked about it before? You've shown me earlier versions of it.
1: Yeah, that's. Um, I think that was it was good to put lots of pages, lots of pages, lots of words on the page. Yeah, lots of pages, lots of pages on the word too. Um, and you know, I, I think that got a little bit shot down. Um, I, f- I with enough feedback, which was good. Mm. I think I have a tendency to go quite into the abstract. Okay. Um, Like that sentence right there. Yeah. Not
0: not telling us anything about it. Exactly.
1: Well, I think I'm, I'm in many ways, I'm kind of back to square one. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's helped me formulate a lot of ideas. I feel like I've grown a lot by writing hundreds of thousands of words. Yeah. But, um, in terms of something that's taking shape, like we're not there yet. Um, And, and I've, I guess I've learned that writing a book is a, is a, is a very long winding journey. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll be writing on a topic for months on end only to eventually arrive at a certain idea. And it's that idea that you're like, oh damn, I think maybe that's the book actually. Right. You know? So I guess I'm being vague because I kept forecasting. I'll be like, you know, six months from now. I'll have something solid and now I'm, I'm actually really just not sure yeah this is a, one of those projects that it's going to take the time that it takes that's fair this is me on the other end of the spectrum i feel like we're
0: yeah well i'm i'm, I'm extreme but also it's, it's it's good because that that is that's where i want to be with the writing process well is...
1: but on the on the flip side you have published nine books sure and i have published zero yeah but that doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and your
0: goal your, my, my goal was i wanted to be a professional writer like I wanted my right. books to be my thing. I think that'd be cool. that's not your goal,
1: you know. It would be cool to see what kind of doors that opens, but I mean, um, it's again, it's a it's a rough landscape. I think it was a nice fantasy when <laughs> I
0: when I started when I started well, writing Well, you also these, you're doing fiction, yeah, which is is so it's its own thing. It is they're they're different, but like I mean, when I started, I started with misinformation, like because I was thinking I had a roommate and he and he was co-writing a book with a guy that they were like, oh man, we're going to get this huge advance. We're going to like, we're going to be set like blah, blah, blah. And I kind of was like, oh, that, that could be a thing. I was like, you went
1: into it for the wrong reasons.
0: Uh, partially. Yeah. Because I, (laughs) not, not entirely for me. Like the real reason was like, I've been thinking about these stories for years and years and like, been like, I want to make movies. And I was actually in a place where I was really discouraged because of how hard I was finding like my creative pursuits and like making a living and everything. And I was like, well, I'm moving, I'm moving to West Africa. It seems like it could be kind of dangerous. Maybe I should start working on these now just in case. And then when they were telling me that, I was like, Oh, and I could make money. I was like, Oh, well, that would be great if that worked out. And then of course you look into it and you're like, Oh no, that they were living they were in a pipe dream. Right. But that pipe dream circulates. And I think a lot of people think like, Oh, you get a book out there, you like you've made it. And it's like there's a good chance you got that book out there, even if you're traditionally published, and literally no one read it. Right. And that's just the reality of it. But yeah. we could do a whole thing on publishing someday if you wanted to. Honestly, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think, I think that's good, man. Where you, the place you are in right now, I think, I think it's cool to see where you are at as far as your this pause and alteration to your YouTube trajectory, and the new chapter. I think you are gonna have a lot of fun with podcasting. Yeah. I think that taking the pressure off yourself, it's something that I've am i obviously been working on. I'm steadily decreasing the pressure in a step at a time. Like I know what I need to do, but it's been really hard for me to do it more than a step at a time. And so one of the things that I feel like we'll see how you're doing in six months. But one of the things that I admire about you and knowing you is that I do feel like you're able to flip some switches fast, way faster than I am. And so your ability to do this where it's like, okay, I'm going to disengage a bit. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to focus. I am taking inspiration from that too. Appreciate that, man. Just as a friend and just being like, okay, like I need to, I know what I need to do. I'm seeing someone else do it. Um, We're going to have very different ways of going about it, but I am like, it's been really, it's just been really helpful to see. So I'm grateful that you're doing it both for your health but also for hopefully my health being a good influence on me thanks man yeah i I think
1: just i guess a concluding thought on this yeah um i have found that and i'm trying to take this advice but i have found that it's better to get a few really big things in life Mm. right um than to worry too much about the little things because it feels like I can make a thousand little mistakes. But if I got a couple of really big decisions, a, a couple of big orienting life decisions right, it's like it's almost like I can make unlimited mistakes yeah. and still be roughly heading in the right direction. Yeah. So that's kind of what the thinking behind this. So Good. but anyway, I that's appreciate the kind words, man.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, wrapping season two. Cheers. And uh, thanks to, for watching. Thanks to all my patrons, as always, for making all this possible, for coming on board and making it possible for me to be a full-time YouTuber. I'm super, super grateful
1: for that. Thanks for supporting my friend.
0: I appreciate that. And um, yeah, have a great day, week, whenever, whatever, the, wherever the heck you are. And uh, we'll see you again bright and early for the final. I think for the, the, I promised kind of in the, leaving the church video that the final one would be me doing a deep dive into that. Like I'll just kind of give you the full timeline of that. but. Uh, I do want to do maybe for the first episode of season three. I also want to launch into what I'm thinking for 2023. So I'll talk about that soon. Anyways, thanks for watching and listening. And goodbye.